Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, we are live again this weekend. So if you do have any comments about that game, it wasn't the best. Let's be quite frank. A nil-nil at Stoke City. Get in the comment section and let us know what you're thinking or, or in any other Reading FC topics, as I think we might need a few this week. I've been joined by Matt Williamson to talk about the, well, dire game that we've watched slightly. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah, I think I'm doing well. That was a, a pretty dull 90 minutes. It was very, very dull, wasn't it? And I've also been joined by Sam Stevenson. How are you doing there? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Loving, loving it. Loving it. Loving the game. Loving football. Everything's great. It's not so bad. Let's look at the kind of positives we can take from that. It was a clean sheet. Okay. We're now back up into fourth. Unbeaten run is now up to seven. That's a positive straight away, isn't it? But Matt, what can we say about that game that was positive? Can you find anything from the bottom of your heart that it was great about that? I mean, great might be pushing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think maybe, yes, the clean sheet is good. Obviously, um, it wasn't the best conditions to play in a way at Stoke is always a bit difficult. And, you know, especially in a reverse fixture where they beat us 3-0 at home, to then go there and draw 0-0 is, is a good result. But it just it just felt like nothing happened, I guess, didn't it? It was just a bit of a non-game. Yeah. Totally. It was kind of, I was hoping for some kind of momentum from the game against Bournemouth because we played so well in that one. But I don't know what happened to us today, Sam. We made no changes, but I don't know. It felt like we needed a lot of changes at half time, but we didn't make them. Everyone felt a little bit off the boil. Um, and at times this season, I think under Paunovic, I don't think anyone's mentioned this, but I've had flashes of the. Um, the Stam years somewhat where we, we'd have like a, a, a formation, a strategy, and we kind of stick to it. Um, and we wouldn't make, we wouldn't deviate too much from that. And I guess sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. The upside is that we're not getting beaten 7-1 away at Norwich like we were under Stam and then coming back from that. Um, but this was just one of those games where it felt like whether it was intentional or not, Stoke set up in a way that we really struggled to break down on top of that, we just really didn't look that up for it for three quarters of the game, right? Um, and individual players, there was, you know, there wasn't much flair. There was lots of frustration on an individual level. It's just one of those games, um, but it wasn't a loss, which is good. Um, and yeah, I mean, that that's kind of, the, I don't know what else you can say about it, really. I, I, Matt, Matt pretty much hit the nail on the head as well. You know, it's it, you can't scream and shout about that result, but the run of results has been has been good. So this kind of carries on that that unbeaten streak. Yeah, you've got to put it in kind of relative to how well we're doing this season. If you put in that performance and really haven't got a win in 10 games, you'd say that's a bit of a worry. But if you look what we've done recently, Matt, it's not so much of a concern. Yeah, I think I think that the fans at Chicago Fire had a similar problem with Panovic in that in some games he was too defensive and didn't seem to want to go forward. And the difference between us and Chicago Fire is that we're winning games. We picked up enough points initially to be able to do that. And I think Sam raises a really interesting point there. Like I do think that Panovic has a certain style that he doesn't like deviating from. I think that Panovic is more pragmatic than Stan was. He um, He seems to have levels of the way that we play so sometimes we go away in like uh, this game or at Preston and we really split our team in two we kind of have a defensive uh, six and an attacking four 
Um, and then we have games like Bournemouth or games like uh, Huddersfield away where Laurent and Rinomota make a lot more runs forward and kind of join in attacks. And I think it shows you that Paunovic was just happy to get out of this with a nil-nil and, and try and find a way to win from set pieces. But the difference today was that we didn't really have those set piece opportunities. Like Stoke just smothered us far too early. We were sitting far too deep. Yeah, and also when we did get set pieces then, Matt, they were pretty poor delivery, weren't they? At least didn't have the best game regarding that. No, we, we've definitely seen better. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's just another thing where it's like, yeah, no, just nothing happened. It's, it's really difficult to pick out any set piece that particularly poor, well, mm. particularly good maybe. Maybe <laughs> there were quite a few poor ones. But um, you, you get those games sometimes where you're just not having the luck of, um, of the delivery um, but that's where a lot of the times in the, in the past this season we've, we've had that luck or something's gone for us then we get that 1-0 win away at Preston we had the penalty where we could have won out of nothing and we just uh, today we didn't have the rub of the green I guess yeah I mean mate I had the late chance there Sam um, I'm not quite sure what happened there did he slip um I'm not quite sure. I think he, I think he just sliced it. To be honest, I think it yeah. was one of those snapshots, knowing there wasn't long left in the game, and he just sliced at it. And I think that's what you're always going to get from Mate, isn't it? You're going to get, um, you know, two, three, and ten of his of his shots are going to be absolute worldies, and then the rest of them are just going to be snapshots that you just really don't know where they're going to go. Um, and there were a few times since coming on, Mate looked. I mean, his, his energy and his pace really, really helped us today. And I think they opened up the game a bit more. But there were a couple of times that you saw him running and then he tried to cut inside and he'd like knock a ball into nowhere or try and play players in. I think there was a point where he was running and he had Zhao and maybe Elise running through and he tried to play a ball inside and missed both of them. Another time he cut in and yeah, he tried to flick a ball around a player and got it completely wrong. And you're going to, I mean, that's Mate. It's been Mate over the last few years, but you love his energy and his pace. And, and um, yeah, again, you know, on another day, he would have put that chance away at the end and it would have been classic Mate, wouldn't it? So um, it's good to have him back. It's good to be able to bring him on. Um, it definitely changed the game today um, in terms of like stretching it a little bit more and giving us a bit more going forward. I think maybe there was only one. <sighs> vague moment of controversy in that whole game, Matt, and that was the offside decision for the Stoke goal that was disallowed in the first half. But we think he was just offside, don't we? Yeah, I think so. Maybe if we had VAR, then we could we could know. But um, yeah, I think, I think uh, Stoke kind of, that was the one time that they properly managed to catch us on the break. And uh, I can't remember who it was over the left, puts the ball across and um, Fletcher's run just too far. He's he. I think he's level, but with his body kind of over the line. And um, those are given in the Premier League. Admittedly, we don't necessarily always see that in the Championship, but um, probably the right decision. I guess there was also the um, the dive from uh, McLean, which I mean, it's not controversial because it was a dive. But th those are the two moments of the first half that stand out, I guess. Yeah, McLean's dive was atrocious. Absolutely abysmal. I don't know whether he was booked for the dive or abusing the referee because he didn't get a penalty, Sam. I'm not quite sure which one it was, but it wasn't even close to one, was it? No, he didn't look like it. And I think um, the referee wasn't going to give it. And then I think he probably said something, to be honest, and the referee reacted. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was 
it was just a funny one, wasn't it? That that we're talking about those kind of um, those kinds of chances, you know, whether it should have been a penalty, whether their goal was offside, and and then on our end, like a snapshot at the end of the game. It was just that kind of game. There just weren't many clear cut chances, um, and when they were, they were wasted. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just it just sums up the game, really, doesn't it? Do you think that was a red card for uh, Brown, though? Yeah, hundred percent. Like when I first saw it, I thought. I mean, I think Morrison's Morrison's reaction is probably what saves him. Um, I think it's one of those it's one of those arguments you always make when you're talking about whether a player should dive or not. You understand why a player might dive and simulate a little bit more because referees are clearly swayed by the way um, by the way they react. And and today was an example. Like it was it was almost a rake of the head. He had his studs up and he went straight into his head um, and. At first, I thought, okay, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe it was just you know minor contact. Then you see it again, and you think, yeah, I mean, he's very lucky that Morrison just got up and carried on. What do you think on that one, Matt? Yeah, I'm of a similar opinion. The only thing that comes to mind is we've seen again in the Premier League uh, that that one kind of like Mane on um, Edison, where I think that was given as. Well, I can't remember, but there was a lot of decision, uh, a lot of discussion after that. I think it ended up with either it was a red card at the time or it was rescinded. Um, but I think this one was a bit more clear cut because Mane kind of had his eyes on the ball coming over his shoulder and made a connection with the keeper, whereas Brown had his eye on, or at least knew where Morrison was the whole time. Um, it, his foot was a bit lower than uh, Mane's in that incident, I guess, which might also save him. And Morrison does dip down into the header. I, it's a tough one. Like, I think I think if it had been a red, you can't really argue with it. But I can also see a world where it, it, it's an acceptable yellow card, I guess. This is a game when we've come away with only one shot on target from Ovi Ajari. I mean, technically it was a shot, Sam, but <laughs> the goalie's going to save that nine times out of ten, aren't they? Yeah. You can't get too excited about that moment. No, exactly. Like I said earlier, it was a game of few chances, and that's probably why we're kind of picking up on these key key points in the match. Because either even though eight, uh, eight, even though Stoke, I think had eight shots on goal and a few on target. Um, even there's other than the the header late on um, in open play, one you know going to cause us that many issues. Um, Cabral only had a few saves to make uh, that I remember too. So I think it's probably a fair result. I think. Both sides will come away from that thinking that they didn't play very well. And at the same time, a draw is probably as fair as it could be um, based on the way it panned out. Um, nothing else to say. The weather was bad. You know, that was, that was, that was exciting. That was about um, it, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it for a bit. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You bring up the opportunity for Cousins late on, Matt. And yeah, again, it's straight to the goalie. Raphael really should save that. Yeah, I think that there's uh, a question to be asked who was picking up Cousins because he did manage to get into the box completely unmarked. But from where the header is, it, it's almost a non-chance again. Uh, if he had managed to flick it into the far corner, I think it would have been uh, a, a more difficult chance. Um, but Raphael, if, if he misses that, it's another one that he's at fault for. Like It's, uh, it's a simple save to make. Um, yeah, he, especially because he's over at that near post anyway. There's, um, there would really be no excuses if that had gone in. I would, I would be on here raging if he'd let that one in. <laughs> I think we would have been. It almost hit his kind of like chest, didn't it? Is a kind of like it wasn't really uh, an opportunity. But 
kind of like looking at the lack of creativity today, do we think that's a deep issue? I mean, we took off John Swift there quite early on, but I don't think it is. Do you even you think that is? Sam, what do you think? No, I don't think so. I think like, if again, as we said, this, this feels like the kind of game that we might have seen under um, Clement or under um, even, even Stam towards the end where we're, you know, possibly we possibly end up losing one nil or something like that. If we were on one of those runs, yeah, definitely it would be a real worry. Um, but you're going to have games like this. I mean, Norwich lost the other day after blazing up the season. You know, it's you're going to see teams in the championship lose games and draw games that you think you might might have got something more out of, and at the same time win games that you don't expect to get anything out of. Um, and so, yeah, it will only worry me if we see this kind of performance up again and again and I just don't think we will with the players we've got in the squad yeah I think that's fair enough don't you Matt? I don't think it's a huge issue that we have to be panicking about no I don't think so I think that there are some questions over um, Ajaria's final product still and his decision making sometimes he slows the ball down when he should really speed up um, and maybe that was why we were looking to bring in uh, Diego Rossi Diego Rossi, I hope that's the right name, who uh, I think plays on the left wing as well. Um, and but yeah, I think um, yeah, I think that's the only the only uh, possible point. Like obviously with Maite coming back in anyway, we've also got um, Elise able to shift over maybe into one of the other two positions, which might, if anything, add more creativity. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not a massive problem, uh, but it is one that. I think I think that there is there is a potential that if if we see more games like this where uh, Panovic is sitting deeper and setting us up more defensively, that's where we kind of struggle. And it depends whether we're going to do that more because the uh, the game against Brentford coming up, I could see that happening. But then we've got games against sort of Rotherham and Wickham later in the month where we should be easily good enough to beat those sort of teams and uh, hopefully get the momentum back that we had earlier in the season. Yeah, totally. There's a couple of comments here. Right Bank Warsaw saying, I'm not watching regularly, but this is a good point. Keeps us ticking along. Uh, Matt Lansley also saying, good point though. Point away, seven games unbeaten and now 12 clean sheets, I think, on the season. That's something that we really shouldn't take for granted, is it, Sam? These consistently good defensive performances. I mean, you look at T-Mac today, Morrison, they all just so consistently now. We're not missing Liam Moore, which we've pointed out loads of times now. He will come back into the team at some point, but the academy is working brilliantly again. Yeah, it's, it's been a really, really solid season. Um, I don't remember us having a game this season that we've come away with, you know, a point and said, wow, we really didn't deserve to win that or get anything out of that game. Um, I don't remember Cabral being peppered with shots in well any game this season um the games that we have lost i feel like you know there have been lapses of judgment and things go against us um but yeah as a whole this season just defensively we've been super solid we've got good rotation the fact that we've got um you know we see a player or two go out injured and we've got other players that can come in um it's felt it's felt like a yeah a, a really solid defensive season um and you can't complain about that. That was definitely has been our issue over the last few years. Lapses of judgment, especially right later on in games. Um, and we just haven't seen that at all this season. So even if we end up not going up this year or even not getting playoffs, if we can keep the core of this team together going into next season, it's such a good foundation to build on. Yeah, totally. I think we're going to be fine. I think we're, I'm absolutely certain we're going to get into the playoffs this season. Automatics. 
we're going to have to pull off some big wins, starting with Brentford coming up on Wednesday. Looking at that game, uh, Matt, how do you think that one's going to pan out? Our chances against the team so informed, unbeaten for it seems almost like 2001. It seems to have gone on forever. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that one's going to go. Uh, what do you think? Well, I was feeling more confident when they were 1-0 down uh, today. But to uh, come back and see that they won 4-1, maybe a little less so now. Um, that is another game where I would 100% take a nil-nil. I would take a horrendous game and a dire performance as long as we get absolutely anything out of it. Um, the game last time, I, I mean, we played badly for kind of 20 minutes and we saw what they did to us uh, just blew us away. So we need to be a bit more at the races this time. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's more about how Brentford play than how Reading play, um, which is always the case when you come up against teams that are favoured to go up. What do you think, Sam? Do you think it's going to go well or do you think we're going to have another poor game against Brentford? I think um, I'm. It, it all depends on, I think, um, like how, how uh, focused we are at the back because ultimately um, if we have, you know, 10 or 15 minutes either side of half-time, we can see the goal, I think the game's over. But I could see us grinding out a result, um, a nil-nil, you know, maybe, or something like that. I don't think, um, I think we're, we're, we're significantly more solid this season. I think we could probably do something against most teams in this league. Um, we're, ne we're never going to outplay Brentford, but yeah, I can see us scraping something. Yeah, hopefully it would be huge if we could manage to pick up three points there. We've also had the transfer window recently, which is shut, and absolutely nothing happened, Matt. In any way, are you concerned about that, or are you okay with us, the squad that we've got at the moment? Uh, I think we've got a pretty good squad. Um, obviously, a lot of the injuries are coming back now, which is, uh, to use a cliche, like new signings. Um, maybe... Maybe at left back, we're a little bit light, but um, as long as Lewis Gibson is um, is fit, then we can probably get through the rest of the season there. Um, he actually looked all right at left back. Obviously, McIntyre's now played left back a bit um, and presumably won't be staying at centre-back when Liam Moore is fit. Um, yeah, may, again, maybe left wing, maybe right wing, maybe more, a more legitimate winger would have been nice, but we've got to this stage of the season without one. Why, why do we need one now? Fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, we're doing pretty well. What are your kind of thoughts on it, Sam? The window, nothing happening, basically. Which is not surprising. Well, I mean, as well. No, exactly. Holding on to players was the most important thing. There wasn't that much transfer activity across the board, um, even in the Premier League. So it's not surprising. And yeah, I mean, with all the talk around Elise and uh, Richards, obviously, I know, was likely to stay till his contract was up. But the talk, that the you know, as, as the season kind of ramped up and we started to look better was... You know, who was going to come in for our best players and we've managed to kind of get through all of that and it means that we're going to be able to get to the end of the season now with the, the team we've got and that's good that's exciting yeah I think so and I think what is the end of the podcast really I think we've basically got 20 minutes out of that it's not been the most exciting <laughs> day for Reading FC but we are still fourth in the championship it's been a pretty good start of the season amazing one really so let's enjoy that and if we get a win against brentford no one will remember this match <laughs> just stay positive stay positive we can get through this so cheers and thanks a lot for listening <laughs>